0: Sothek. and i'm christian yeah. hello uh this is episode uh 178 actually i need to
1: interrupt you and say that there's um there's a version that won't be heard because someone decided not to record where <laughs> we had a far more genuine reaction to me not having a bit so i'm going to make a bit out of the fact that I was not going to have a bit. Um, we're going to get meta for a moment. Chapter markers are below, of course, as always. But so basically, I was going to stop the bit and surprise Satic, right? But then he didn't hit record. So when I did that, I'm pregnant pause christian is-
0: it's 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 perfect it's actually perfect this is actually even better because this makes it even more like funny like it's just it's just funnier so you know unintentionally
1: yeah and un- unintentionally reduce you know killing my bits um speaking about the death of bits i think we, we want to start this week. Episode 178 of Shades of Brown. Um, I need you to explain to me why PC gamers care about arbitrary folder in- installation for games. PC the Xbox app now supports picking a folder to install your games with, um, the PC Xbox app. And I'm very curious as to why that matters.
0: Not arbitrary folders. It's, it's, to, it's to set a location and then you install all games in a location. Which uh, which Steam has let you do for literally fucking years at this point. Like, I don't know, five years, six years. Uh. It's important because people have different drives in their machine that they want to install games on. People have a separate game.
1: Oh, so wait, like beforehand, you literally this would always install to your Windows installation drive and not anywhere
0: else. Um, I I think it will. It would let you choose a drive. I I'm, I'm not. It's It's been a while since I've used the Xbox app to actually install any games because all. Like, Forza Horizon 5 is on Steam now, so, like, I don't have to care about the Xbox app anymore. Uh, so I have installing games in there, but, you know, this is a feature that is, like, pretty basic. Like, it's... Even if you don't use it, like, it's there's no reason for it to not exist. Like, it's it's literally selecting a folder where you put some files. Like, it's, it's not a complicated, like, thing. And this is just, like... I feel like this is just table stakes. I and mean, the other thing is uh, you can... Uh, oh, yeah, it says in the in the Verge article that we're going to, like, Microsoft uh, previously forced Windows users to install PC games from its app store into a dedicated Windows app folder at the root of the drive. And I think that's not 100% true. I think you could select where the Windows apps could get installed, but all then, then all Windows apps, including games, would get installed on that folder. So you couldn't, like, choose, like, games only... To like you know my my game's s s d you know or like the os drive so so and then you can also uh you can also like move things around now i think you can you can uh you can like move the game to a different drive without having to like uninstall it and re download the entire thing like which was like a whole which was the whole thing uh, so you know finally the xbox app is is catching up with with Steam's. i wonder
1: can I do that on mac os actually? I don't think I can. Let me see. So I'm going to go to the App Store settings real quick. Can I change? I mean, obviously, if you... Oh, you can't. Uh, What if I drag an app to the... If I drag, like, say, TweetBot to my external drive, does it actually... Will will it let me just open it?
0: Probably, because uh, Mac OS... Oh, no, it
1: won't won't let you move it. Oh, right, 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 because system apps, uh, or rather... App store apps installed to the system slash applications, not the user one. So because of SIP, right? Uh, I mean you don't buy Mac for gaming. <laughs> That's, That's, there's yeah, that. I mean it's
0: let's let's be real. So this Steam is Steam on Mac
1: is, OS lets you do it though. You can do it in Steam on Mac OS you of can course, pick arbitrary yeah, I mean, it's, folders. It's, it's
0: Steam. Steam just like doesn't let you whatever. yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is I mean this is good. Like I, I still wish the Xbox app was like faster. Like it feels slow. I don't know why it's slow. Like it, every time I go into the UI it feels like everything takes a gazillion years for some reason like uh
1: Also, I'm just going to say it, Xbox party chat kind of bad. Yeah. Audio kinda quality trash. wise. It's kind of shit. Because like Discord is really ooh, Oh my god, I'm about to say Discord is good. But Discord <laughs> is really good it's at better. like it's better. Yeah. at filtering out what's voice and what's not. Because, like for example, I'm using the same headset that I would use um AirPods Max with a mod mic on it when I'm gaming and Discord never picks up breaths but but the Xbox party thing on the Xbox just picks up, like, I could just, like, inhale softly and all you hear is <laughs> in the background, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's very – there's no noise – I feel like there's no noise gate or noise filtering going on in the Xbox, uh, like, like live party chat. Like, there's no audio. Well, I mean, it's based
1: off of Skype, right? That's the oh problem, I think. Jesus Christ. Uh, of
0: course it is. Okay, so let's talk about another thing that we've been – I've been – Wanting to talk about, uh, which I cannot, like, I, I feel like what when Cyberpunk 2077 first came out, uh, we were like, we're never going to talk about this game because none of us are going to play it or something like that. I don't, I don't recall actually the details of it, but I was pretty, li-
1: no, we, we, we stepped out of the discourse because, um, and it's uh, mentioning, firstly, Ubisoft is still full of sexual abusers, but also, so is CD Projekt Red.
0: Okay. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077 had a. Uh, one point, a big, huge patch, uh, come out, uh, come on, when, 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 when did it come out? But it, it come out like early in, in February, uh, a patch 1.5, which brought a lot of, like, it's, it's a huge patch, uh, very significant patch. Also, like, updated the game for, uh, next generation consoles. So PS5 and Xbox Series X and S get, uh, like next generation, like, you know, like, like you know, performance mode, ray tracing mode, stuff, stuff like that. Uh, use of adaptive triggers on the PS5 controllers, stuff like that. So you know, huge update, lots of bug fixes, lots of uh, just improvements all around. So I finally decided. I was like, there was a forty percent discount sale on on the game. Uh, so I was like, I'm just gonna. I'm 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 I just want to play this. Let's let's see if this is like what this game is. Like I I was watching the uh Tim Rogers action button review of Cyberpunk 2077 and I was like I want to like kind of play this for myself and sort of get like ooh, I want to experience the story and see what it is and stuff like that. So I did. I I I played the game. Uh I pl- I finished I had one one run uh that I did and I and I replayed the ending twice uh no so i played played but played the ending once so once i played the, the for my first choice was the okay so this is a spoiler segment i i think this entire cyberpunk 2077 segment is going to be spoilers because i there's no way of talking about this without spoilers so i'm just going to say this is all spoil-
1: yeah so we're gonna have spoilers and chapter of markers of course although i would say honestly the <laughs> The story of Cyberpunk 2077 is not one that, if you were not spoiled on, is meaningful enough to care about, you know, spoilers for. Yeah, it's not.
0: It's not really, honestly. But I will say for anyone who does care uh, who is playing the game right now or who does care about who wants to play the game and whatever, etc. So just just, just be aware this has spoilers. We're going to talk about story spoilers. Uh so I I the first there are so to there's a link with to the Cyberpunk wiki with uh with the list of the main endings of the game. Uh and so there are four main endings. Uh and before I go into what what endings I picked just I know you played this game way earlier than I did, but way before this 1.5 patch came out, right? Uh and can you like tell us like which ending you picked and like how your experience like was with with the ending of this of this game like
1: so i mean it's to talk about cyberpunk i had played it um back when it around the time it first came out so i had picked it up um then um i started my playthrough on the xbox 1x and then i picked up the series s and switched over and so i actually had the best time playing it when back when it was buggy because the Xbox 1X was the least problematic of the um console ports. It was crashy but still kept a somewhat decent 30 fps. But it was crashy, but when you when I, when I set it up on the Series S because the Series S was doing the base Xbox 1 code path right, it it was just brute forcing its way to a consistent frame rate. And because the SSD didn't have any crash issues really because, you know, the SSD would just make up for whatever loading hitches were causing the game to crash. And so I had played that version And I had played the street kid, um, starter and had gotten to the end and did the suicide ending inadvertently. I didn't know.
0: Okay. So let's, I think this is, this is worth talking. I think this is the one. So there are four main endings and this, and there is the, what it's called, the wiki calls the path of least resistance, uh, which is the suicide ending, right? Which is not one of the main endings, by the way. It is not, there is no, like all of the main, uh, all the main endings have a uh, achievement associated with it. The the suicide ending has no achievement. Uh, so this is this is the ending where, when, at the end, when we when you make the decision, like there's a there's a whole like scene where Johnny you're on a rooftop sitting, uh, sitting on sitting on a chair, and like John, Johnny is sitting on the like on the on the roof edge of edge of the roof, uh, and he's like look you're looking out at the at the city, and then you have to make a decision as to what you are going to do, right? So and one of the options is to like a dialogue option to like c- uh, like could could also just like put all of this to rest which is the uh which is the suicide ending and that's can, like i think that is like actually like the worst ending right like this i mean it's not a, it's not a main ending but it is, like, the worst, worst ending. Like, why did you pick that option? Can you, like, tell me your...
1: I didn't know it was going to be an ending. I was just going down the skill tree, and I was like, what if I pick this? And the next thing you know, the game's oh, over. God.
0: Did you, did you not realize, like, that quest was, like... like... How did you not realize, like, that was, like...
1: Because added... it was pre-patched and they didn't tell you.
0: Wait, they didn't... Like, what do you mean they didn't tell you? Like, they didn't There was no this...
1: indicator this was the final quest. There's no indicator this is going to end the game. Wait, it was seriously? Just a regular conversation. Yeah. Like, uh,
0: the Nocturne quest didn't tell... Like, when he w- went to start the Nocturne quest, when he went to talk to Hanako Arasaka, it didn't tell you, like, this is the point of no return? Like, once you start... No, started- it, just, it just let you begin the quest. Oh, holy shit. What? Like, yeah, when I for, played I, this... So for yeah, Hunt, he played the past version. Okay, okay. It. So, no, this is, this is now we're getting into this. Like, this so now, like, I, when I play this game and i started the uh, when you, when you go to start the uh, nocturne nocturne quest right uh that it's called nocturne op55n1 that's the name of the quest that's the that's the final that's like the that's the quest that starts like the final like bit of the game and the game when i start when you go near the quest marker it'll tell you that this is the point of no return so if there are any side quests any side activities and stuff that you want to do you should do them before you start this quest because once you start this quest you cannot do any side activities because it it just goes straight to the end of the game there's no stopping Uh, so it didn't tell you that so you didn't know this was going to be like the like the end of the game like you just you just make the option because you thought it was like like it was what like it was just an option that wasn't was gonna really do anything like did you just like not real- you, you just didn't realize this this was the final. oh my god that's so you you can you you actually had the worst possible like ending without even realizing it was gonna be the ending. like that's that's <sighs> i don't know even that's kind of. That's I didn't I didn't realize this the game at that state was this bad like I mean I knew it was bad but I didn't realize like they didn't even just have like a have like any like a lot of open world games that have this kind of sort of design uh where where you have this final final quest right where it ends the story it always like tells you right before you started like if you start this quest it's it's gonna close off the rest of the world so you, you're just gonna have to finish this quest before you get back to the world. Uh, which is like extremely basic, like, like design at this point. Like, basically, every open world game that has this kind of like narrative that has that, uh, has that sort of thing happen. Oh boy, that is, uh, okay. So, let's talk about the endings, the, the four main endings. So, there are four endings. The, 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 like, first one is the, the devil ending, which is the, which is, which is the Hanako Arasaka Ending basically, which is where you pit you you go to Hanako Arasaka. I mean, with that quest, but then you accept her help, right? Uh, and then once you ac- accept her help, you have to go like rescue her from like from like her brother like keeping her captive in like in this building. So you have this whole quest line, and then you uh you you go with Hanako Arasaka to the Arasaka building, right? And then you have this whole a bunch of fight fights going on. You you fight with uh, Smasher, right? You have the Smasher boss fight, uh, which you completely missed because you took the path where there is no Smasher boss fight. You don't know what the Do you know what the Smasher boss fight is?
1: Nope, not at all. Because I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I beat the game once, and then I thought to myself, well, I don't want to replay this.
0: <laughs> so you missed an entire boss fight. Like this is why this is called the path of least resistance because if you take that path, you don't get the the boss fight. So there's a boss fight with Smasher. You know the mech that.
1: Yeah, I know who Smasher is. You yeah. know who
0: Smasher is, right? So you you have a boss fight with Smasher in the uh, in the Arasaka building, right? That's like the final boss fight. Uh, and you have that boss fight, and then like you you go into the room where like Arasaka's brother like is, is there, and then. Like you, you, and, the, and then, then they take you into the Arasaka space station, where they do tests on you, and then eventually you get this, uh, you eventually get a choice. You get a choice to either want to you want to become an engram. So an engram is like an AI construct, like you, they they copy your mind into 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 a construct, and or you go back to Earth and then you die in a in a in a few few months. Uh, so those those are the choice. That's the the devil ending. And the thing is with this ending, this ending annoys me because I, I chose this ending first. on uh, when, when my first, like, first run of the, of the last mission, I chose this, this ending. and I was annoyed by this because the achieve you don't get the devil, I like, you don't get a devil achievement unless you help unless you save Takemura in the search and destroy mission. Which I didn't even how do you know. do that
1: by the way, yeah, like, that's every the question time I, He every died time. immediately yeah
0: that's that's, that's 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 what I was wondering, how do you save like i that's the thing I was wondering is because when I was doing the search and destroy mission, I didn't even realize you could save takibura, like how like i don't I don't understand how you save takura in that ending, and like it is just like you get this, I was like, wait, so if you save Takeibura in that ending you 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 get't. Uh, you get Takemura to come, uh, like pick you up in in this Arasaka car to go go to Haruka Arasaka's place, right? So it, he's the one who comes. Otherwise, like the the other guy comes, like who's who's it? the the guy who invented like the whole Engram technology? I forget his name. So, so apparently there is there, so in the quest there is like a there is like an optional like uh, the search and destroy quest has an optional objective to try to save Takemura, which I. I, I seriously do not even remember that option actually existing. Like, if that option actually existed, I would have saved Takemura.
1: Well, the problem is, and this is this is actually, too, I think it's now a good point to talk about the quest design of this game because there are a fuck ton of quests like this. So, for example, when you leave your apartment for the first time after, um, like, once the game begins and you get, you know, and you have the Johnny and Graham in you, there's the one where you can save the ex-police officer from, from committing suicide, right? The only way to do that is if you pick optional dialogue paths when talking to him. You have to pick one optional dialogue path where you mention something about visiting your grave. That's the only way to complete that quest without him committing suicide. And if you say, go, if you wait more than 24 hours, once you get that quest, he'll just kill himself anyways and it automatically completes.
0: I, I didn't realize that. I, I did pick the optional side quest and I went to the grave and he, he didn't die. So Right. I, so you picked you picked the one the one
1: way to actually keep him alive. I, I,
0: I always go for the optional stuff because it, it gives you more dialogue. So I was just, you know, curious what's going on. And so I went to the grave, I finished the whole quest line, and the guy didn't die. So I didn't even realize like the guy could die.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of quests in Cyberpunk like this, right? Where if you wait too long in-game time, the quest will fail. Or if you don't if you wait too short, it'll fail. There's a lot of like hidden stuff they do, which I guess is in the name of like quote unquote immersion, but it just to me, it's um if I had to link this to a more you know contemporary game like Elden Ring, Elden Ring goes 100 percent in that direction and says fucking get a notebook, you scrub, which I disagree with, but I can at least respect. CD Projekt Red is putting in like like Souls like quest design with a Ubisoft glint on it, right? And I feel like it doesn't actually work well in a lot of the design of the quests in this game
0: because it is an open world. I mean, I, I mean Elden Ring is also an open world, but it goes full full end, right? So in this game, as you say, like. You could just like leave, you can just start a quest and not finish, like you could just not just leave it right, like as you could do in every other open world game. But in this open world game, if you don't do a quest of a certain type, it will actually punish you, right? Like that, and it is, never tells you this, though. Oh, it never tells you this. I didn't even realize that que- that quest had that ending, like had that possibility of like, I didn't even know that quest had multiple endings. Like, that is that is one thing I didn't realize. So, uh, that is good to know uh so the other ending i i picked was the which is called the sun ending which is the ending where you uh where you go with rogue uh and you 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 ask rogue for help and you go with rogue and you 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 can uh you, you have you also have the smasher boss fight but this time it's it's like R-R-R- rogue and um What's the name of the the AI lady that you do the quest or the the voodoo quest? I do you remember the 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 voodoo boys quest?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and the um Oh I forgot her name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about though. Yeah,
0: like the the la- God damn it. Uh so like you you do that quest, right? And then you she helps you in this quest as well. She like she like disables all the like Arasaka combat drones and stuff when you get into the Arasaka facility, right? So she, she gets you into Mikoshi. Uh, Rogue dies in this one, by the way. Rogue, you cannot save Rogue. There's no way to save Rogue in this. The Rogue will die. Uh, because once you, like, you get this this cutscene when you, start, uh, just, you get to this room where Smasher comes in and kills Rogue. Uh, but you can't save her. There's no option. There's, it's not even an optional, like, side thing where you can save her. She just dies. Uh so rogue will die, and then you have the smasher boss fight, and then you go into the room where mikoshi is uh and mikoshi is like this ngram construct a i like jail basically and then if you if you cross the bridge as uh as johnny then uh then like if you cross the bridge then you get. You then you live and Johnny dies. Like Johnny goes into cyberspace, right? And Johnny, Johnny, uh, like Johnny becomes an AI. Johnny, like, basically dies. Uh, so you this I chose that this ending as well. This the sun ending. Uh, you be, you have this whole quest line after like after this happens where you are like this where you where you get uh, like Rogue leaves you the afterlife, so you become the owner of the afterlife bar, right? Uh, you you're like really rich, but you're like about to die as well so uh this is where i want to ask you is what romance options did you pick because this is important uh the romance
1: oh i picked i picked judy and judy um in the suicide ending uh there's the the the, no 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 the end credits are all the main characters every single character like just cussing you out and making you feel like shit for killing yourself which um, is a whole discourse thing to go into (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so in this in the sun ending where you become a legend of the afterlife uh judy like li- like if you if you finish the ro- uh, judy romance uh quest you, you you like live with this you live with judy and judy like you have this conversation with judy where she's like i want to i want to leave night city and go somewhere else you know like, stuff like that and then you you leave your your place and you go into this uh into this other quest for the blue-eyed man, where you go like you do a casino heist, which I am pretty sure is gonna be story DLC. Uh you go into space and then you're like about to do this this casino heist where you steal something for this blue eyed man. Uh and it is it seems to be hinting at that this this is this is supposed to be like sort of the canonical ending where this is supposed to lead into, like, some DLC story stuff, which, I i mean, that would be pretty cool. There is the other ending. There are two more endings. So there's the ending where you leave with, with Pan Am, by the way. Uh, so Pan Am is, you have to complete the Pan Am quest line, which is the Queen of the, Hi- Queen of the Highway side job. Uh, we have to finish that whole quest line to even get this ending. Uh, so you, you, I actually didn't, I didn't do this ending, but you leave. Night City with with the Aldecaldos, basically, after the end of this. Uh, and if you, like, inside Mikoshi, you have to, like, enter the well as V to return to V's body, basically. Uh, Johnny also, I think, dies in this one. Uh, and the last ending is the Temperance ending, which is the one where you let Johnny Silverhand keep your body. So it's just the ending where you die and Johnny, Johnny Silverhand is the one that, uh, that keeps the body.
1: So all in all, no happy endings where V is
0: just going to be staying alive. There are no good endings. There are no good endings in this game. Like that is, I think this is the thing. I know you picked the worst ending, but literally all of these endings are like is some different shade of like bad in different ways. So either way, somebody will die. It's either Johnny, Johnny and uh, Rogue will die or it will like, be Johnny who dies. Uh, so it is just, you know, like, there are no good, good endings, so it is just, like, I, I like, I, like, endings aside, I, so th- let me want ask one final question about the ending before we move on, is that if you would have replayed this game, like, you are already playing this game right now, which ending would you choose again? Like, if you picked another ending, like, which one would you choose?
1: Well, I would have done the secret ending where you storm Arasaka by yourself.
0: Okay, that one is extremely hard to actually finish. By the way, like you will, it's very hard because you're against Arasaka without the help of anybody, and that means all the Arasaka combat. Oh, no, see,
1: see, you you realize they now tuned the combat. Um, when I was playing it, everything was one hit kill. there's one melee attack you could do, where if you set someone on fire and with one of the guns you shoot them, every enemy was one hit kill. When I was playing it, it was very the combat was very easy and very broken. So I mean, the combat's
0: still broken, by the way. The combat is you can still cheese it if you use like some 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 of the hacks abilities. You can still cheese like through huge amounts of damage. Uh, you, there are cheese builds in this game that still work. They didn't like really fix right, those. but the combat was so broken that
1: when this update came out, everyone who was playing beforehand had to re their characters. They reset everyone back to his base level, and you had to re it because of the perk changes.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so that that's interesting. So let's let's talk about like the gameplay itself, like the the gameplay mechanics. Uh, mechanically, like I, I think what, one of the things about this game is like mechanically, it's kind of like average. Like it's not particularly um, like amazing, right? At the, at any of the any of the mechan Well, I mean, it's like The Witcher, right? The
1: Witcher, and I'm, I guess hot take time, but. The Witcher three had bad combat, and this is bad in the same way, right? So this is um this is to the w- if if we could if like if the Witcher, you know, was to a platinum games combat style, not the good ones, like Nier, this would be, you know, to like a Destiny or a Halo for first person combat. Just not great. It's not, not that great.
0: <laughs> it's not great. I will I will give uh Cyberpunk uh, I will give CD Projekt Red credit though, where it's due is that I think the the guns feel pretty good. Like the gun feel like what are you shooting on
1: PC. We need to make something clear. Consoles have a very big input latency problem and it has had it since I've been playing the game. It feels like shit to shoot. It's not because it's thirty FPS. It's just like if you play it on Stadia at sixty FPS with a good network connection, it feels a little bit smoother because of the frame rate increase. But the latency is bad. It's been bad on this game for consoles. Yeah, it has really high input latency. What?
0: That's, well, that's that's that actually isn't okay. Uh, so I uh, yeah I play this game on PC uh, and I didn't notice any particular latency issues with the weapons, uh, any of the weapons that I used or the combat. But the combat feels like it's 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 fun, but it's not particularly. What I would say is this, like, it's not particularly interesting. Like, it's not particularly complex or, or particularly interesting. There's a lot of systems, but none of the systems are particularly, uh, like all the, all the perk trees, like all the upgrade trees. There's so much, so much shit, right? In, in this game that is just there for the sake of being there, right? Like, it feels the added system after system to the combat and the mechanics. And it's just like, I, why, why are all, why are there so many systems? Um,
1: like, why does this game have crafting? Have you did you yes, ever actually use crafting? I never, I never, I've never crafted anything in anything. this game. Yep,
0: same. I've never crafted a single thing. I, I, the crafting system existed. I never once used it because you don't need to. You don't need to. It's, it, it's like, why is, why is this here? Why is there a crafting mechanic? Why does this need to exist? Like, I, I don't. Like so, like some of these mechanics are just there for the sake of being like, like a triple A video game. Like it's just not necessary to have these. Like it's doesn't add anything to the game. It doesn't make the game interesting. And playing this game, one of the things that I that I immediately noticed is the cars, the car car driving model is absolute trash. Like it's it's even worse. It's so the fun
1: thing is before this patch, if you turn too hard, your car would just roll over every single time. And cars would just fly into the air. It was very fun. It was very fun. and It was broken, but it was very fun. Now it's just bad and not fun. Because at least it's like mildly. It's only mildly broken now. But when it was super broken, oh man.
0: So it, so in the in this game, every car feels the same, and every car feels extremely slippery. Like the controls feel very loose. And there, it feels like every car has no traction at all. Uh, like when you when you do turns and stuff like that, it's just really fucking weird. Every car, I didn't even I didn't even do any of the. You know how you can buy cars in this game? I didn't buy any of the cars. Like I was like, why
1: would I? buy... Actually, any? I didn't know you could buy cars. Uh,
0: yeah, there's a there's a whole like bunch of like like you like the, the fixers, right? The, you know the fixers. The- oh
1: yeah, I didn't engage with any of the car ones because they sounded this, those quests sounded boring. Like the Delmaine ones, right? Where you have to go ahead and get the robot AI car. Like fuck that quest. I didn't do any of them. Fuck them.
0: So you do all the like. You, I, I was like, why would I get any of these cars? Because even though some of the cars look really cool, I'm like, these cars all control like absolute trash. So you know, you know what's funny? You, do you remember how Forza Horizon Four added? Like, yeah, the, the Cyberpunk the, the, the car cars
1: car, Forza drives better than the actual <laughs> than in the game. The actual-
0: the game it's so funny like after having played forza horizon 4 and forza horizon 5 coming to this game and driving the cars i'm just like yo this is trash like this is hard hot garbage like even ubisoft is better at cars than this like ubisoft is actually better at car model the car driving models than 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 senior project is. so like i'm not like and this is honestly one of the worst car driving that i've done since probably like gta 3 like you know like back then So, like, it's not good. Like, the car driving is not good. So, as soon as I could, like, start doing fast travels, I just was, like, just fast traveling everywhere. Because I'm just, like, I don't want to drive in this game. Like, it just fucking sucks. Uh.
1: So, the reason I drove a lot is because fast traveling used to crash the game. It doesn't now, but I had that in my mind. I would, like, if you fast travel, it would just crash and it wouldn't save. So, I, I used to drive everywhere. Although, the one thing I do like is... When you're on a quest, right, and you need to go somewhere with another character, you can just hang out in the car with them and do like a drive. That actually is pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's yes. I was about to mention that. Okay, so that is that is a good. It, it has good vibes. Like you're just like chilling, and they're like they they drive you, uh, and it's just like you're hanging out. And just I think that's a nice feature. Actually. I think more open world games that have driving like this with with quests and stuff like they should like like do this. Like it's I think it's actually like a good feature. Uh, so. Um, so is there any any of the, I think you wanted to talk about how, like, the open world feels, like, uh, meaningless, right? Empty and sort of, it doesn't really feel like a real world, like, I mean, visually. what does it feel like, it's not
1: that it feels like a real world, it looks like a real world. It's that there's just nothing to do in the game. There's so much, there's so much, uh, maps that were, that were built for this game, but there's nothing to do in it. So there's side quests, of course, but you just walk around and you know Breath of the Wild is a canonical example of course or Skyrim too go somewhere discover something new your time is valued right in Breath of the Wild you can just walk in one direction and have a good time finding cool stuff there not in Cyberpunk you just go in one direction and like i don't know you, you can hire a hooker i guess
0: and also there's like those those uh those like that activity where you you help help the cops Right, like where you do. I would never help the cops. <laughs> you, you know that, that that quest, those quests are the one of the like it gives. They give you a lot of money. So if you want to grind money, those are the quests you should be doing. Uh, by the way, <laughs> which, which I'm sure is like I'm not sure if it's intentional commentary, but it sure is commentary that when you, when you help the cops, you get a lot of money. Uh, so, are there any favorite side quests? Do you like? I, I have a I have a few of the. A few of the side quests that I really like. So, are there any any side quests that you like?
1: The ones where you helped the politicians is pretty cool. You oh, first yes, running yeah, for mayor. Yes, that was a cool one. The entire Pan Am side yes, quest Pan, oh, is great. Pan Am,
0: you know, speaking of Pan Am. If you play as female V, yeah, you, you, you cannot romance, romance Pan Am, bro. I I got so salty. I was just like, I was on I was like, can I? Not, is is Pan Am not a romanceable option. and everybody You do know the-
1: you can change your gender in, a, in the mirror, right, at any time? I, I did not know that. Yeah, I, you can I, I re-roll I know, your I have
0: character. No, at no point did the game tell me I could do that.
1: No, because it wasn't in there, but it was in the patch notes. So if you inspect yourself in a mirror, you could have uh, re-rolled your character uh, to romance Pan Am. Um, but with with that, I think another good quest is the... Oh, what's it called? It's the... Not, not the little award. Fuck that guy. Um, it's the one... Not not the cop one. The cop one was whack. Um not the Judy quest line. It is the I think the crucifixion quest line is not a favorite, but I think it's one of the more interesting ones to talk about because games western games usually don't go there.
0: Okay, so this is uh for anybody who wants to look this up. This is a sinner man quest uh inside of BioShock if you look up uh, if you want to look up the quest. So this is a quest where you have this uh man who is on uh Who's like who's like a murderer right he's like a serial murderer or some kind and he was in jail right and then he 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 comes he has this like born again christian moment right like and he's like he, i i wanna i wanna serve jesus uh i wanna i wanna like i wanna get crucified for my sins uh and it's just and then there is the whole angle of the of the sort of the the b d producer like the brain dance producer being there and right? she's like trying to make money off this guy, a guy's like crucifixion because they're gonna record it as a brain dance and then sell it right and it's just and then you you get like you have to like convince him to, like to do it right and then if, depending on i think depending on on his mood you get more or less money at the end, which is like an interesting uh interesting thing to do, and
1: also I need to point out that this question is- can you could completely fuck up this quest. If you let... Um, if basically... If you s- don't stop Bass Quest from killing Bill, right? That's it. That's like it. If you don't stop him from going... If you don't stop him from killing Bill, and Bill dies, and then you don't get
0: in the police car, that's it. Yeah, so you could you could just not... Like you could just miss out on this entire ridiculous quest slide if you just don't... Okay, I mean, that's not like terrible. I think just that, that, I mean, that is, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fine. Like, not, I don't know if anybody wants to do this quest, but like, if you do follow through with this quest, because I was like, I was really curious because I didn't realize once when I started this quest that this was going to end. And like, I knew this quest existed in the game because I'd seen people talk about this, but I didn't know it was this specific quest where the guy goes to like kill like this prisoner. And I was like, and then I got to the cost, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this quest? And then I then then I get to the like the Christian like he starts talking about the Christian stuff and I'm like oh this is the one where where the guy gets crucified at the end, uh, and you you like you when he, when, once you get to like the final scene like you have to do like you have to nail him in into the cross which is which is a very you know like press F to nail somebody onto a cross is, is sure is a very video game uh, video game thing, and I, I I mean this is very edgy but I I'm just like yeah. Yeah, I mean, after the torture scene in in GTF five, which I know you never you never played the story of GTF, or well, you never played GTA five, right? Uh, so you you never experienced that. But after the torture scene in GTA five, uh, th- th- none of this shit uh, bothers me anymore. I think I'm de- too desensitized to this.
1: Well, and I think the the thing too about this quest is even that it's you know definitely extreme. It's that the the quest writing takes enough time to explain the nuances of him being crucified in, like, a public manner, right? Like, it... The rest of the game does not do this, so please do not go into this game expecting this kind of nuance. But this specific quest goes into the nuances of crucifixion and religious religions behind it and sort of the societal aspects of doing it as a public display for people to watch and what that entails and what the ramifications are for that. And you are the one who has to make that choice and actually do that and, and set it up for the character who's about to be, you know, crucified. So it is this game's best quest. It like, is objectively. Actually. it is not my favorite quest, but from an objective story writing perspective, this is the best quest in the game. And this is like games don't talk about this kind of stuff normally, which is why I wish I, cause I just walked into this and I was shocked when I played it originally. It, it's so, I think it is. I think watching a play through this quest is worth it. I would not buy the game for it, but this definitely, I think, is the most impactful and the best written entire quest line. Yeah, in the game.
0: it's one of the. It's it's definitely one of the best like quest lines. Like I I just I was yeah. This is this is the. I feel like I feel like side the side the side quests in this game are like far more interesting than the main main quests as it usually is with. With CD Projekt Red games, I feel like the Witcher 3 side quests are all also, like, far more interesting than, than the main quest. Uh, so, you know, there's just, I think, whoever is doing side quests over at CD Projekt Red, like, good job. Like, y'all are... Probably doesn't work there anymore.
1: <laughs> Let's be real. They lost a lot of staff after this game. Um... But I mean I should say I don't have the same reverity for C D Project Red that I think a lot of PC gamers have because I did not like The Witcher's Combat. I hate the movement in that game. I think it, it feels bad to play. So that's why I like I came at this of a completely different perspective of this is mid, this is a super mid game. It is still buggy. Um this is a like there's I I do not think Cyberpunk is still worth it, you know. Because I know we're almost about forty minutes in, we really need to get to this. Yeah, we, we, we need to We move But like on. to wrap so, this up here, yeah. I think Cyberpunk is mid, not worth it. If you can get it for ten, twenty bucks, you, you won't, you know, it won't be a waste of that money.
0: I okay, so I paid, I I paid, I paid like half off, like for thirty, forty dollars, uh, whatever it was. I played this game for forty hours, and I think I the the experience of of playing this game was interesting enough for me to where I would say, even if it was mid, right, the endings were mid or like the story is mid. I still think I had an interesting enough time where I was like not bored at least. Like the game is not boring. I will give it that. Uh, And I I really like uh, Johnny Silverhand as a character and Keanu Reeves did an incredible job uh, with the performance. I
1: I completely disagree. I think Johnny Silverhand is the weakest character in this game. He's annoying. I did not like. Keanu Reeves did the best of what he could work with, but it was a shit script. That's,
0: I mean, that's a that's an good. I mean, that's an interesting angle. I think Keanu Reeves did a very good performance, and I'm a Keanu Reeves fan, so maybe that sort of sort of colors my perception of Johnny. But I think Johnny's character was, uh, yeah, the writing could have been better, but I think Keanu Reeves really pulled off a very good performance. Uh, either way. So that is, I mean, I I I had a decent enough time. I could be playing a lot worse games. I could be playing Babylon's Fall uh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we
1: could be playing any of the last Assassin's Creed games, yeah. right? Definitely worse <laughs> games to play. Jeez, but Christ. now, with that, we yeah. really need to get to this Apple event. So yeah. <laughs> this week was the March 2022 Apple event. The first Apple event had... of the year.
0: Yeah, first Apple event of the year, right? So uh, I think Apple, like, sort of tricked everyone. Everybody was thinking this was going to be, like, a fucking, AR, like, the AR uh, event where they're going to announce the AR glasses. I don't but, think
1: anyone thought that. People just made that up.
0: No, sure I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone thought that.
1: Peace, <laughs> why would you denounce it now and not a WWDC, right, if the dude is
0: a developer platform? That's true. I mean, but people, you know, people, like, get, like, weird hype cycles about tech, you know, like, people get. So let's get into it. Uh, this is a Mac-centric event, uh, mostly, mostly Mac-centric. Uh, but there are also I, there were iPhone and iPad announcements, uh, and also like a TV Plus announcement. If you care about TV Plus, baseball uh, happened. Let's go on to the iPhone SE. <laughs> yes, let the baseball happen. Uh, the iPhone SE got updated with the uh, what is the A10 Bionic? Is that the is that the one or is it I, the A15? Like, A15. Why am I say A10? A10 is like a
1: fucking... A10 is so old. Bro. No, it
0: does. <laughs> it's like a time travel. Uh, so iPhone SE uh, A15 Bionic. They, it still has the same old, same old design with the with the home button uh, bezels. Uh, it because it has a new chip now. Uh, it has five G. Uh, it still has it has a better camera now. They, they, they did upgrade the camera, right?
1: No, okay. it has the same camera, just better uh, processing. Okay. Uh, so, better the ISP is better. Like the image in- in- signal okay, processing is better, but the same physical lens. part. Okay.
0: Um, yep. 5G modem in here. So, you know, if you for some reason want to use 5G, play League
1: of Legends, and <laughs> while League, League of Legends, AK, streaming your AI in 8K, oh you know? God. It,
0: so, iPhone 13 mini for those people who really want the small phone, uh, it is starting at $429 US dollars, which is a
1: $30 uh, price increase. Yes.
0: I mean, not terrible. It's still a good price. It's still an incredible I mean, it's it better
1: battery life. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know, still an incredible price. Still will be, will be updated far longer than any Android phone. Ex- in that's that's, range, that's right? exactly, exactly. So, honestly, I would say for cheap phones, you know, it's either this or the uh, Google Pixel 5A. You know, those, you can't go wrong with either, I feel. Mm-hmm, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, good update. Uh, it comes in four colors uh, red, uh, white, black, and. What was it? Is Starlight? It Starlight blue that's three okay. that's three oh, it's three geez, colors geez, not red. <laughs> okay I, I thought it was four colors because of the picture midnight
1: starlight and product red are the official names for it uh
0: speaking of colors they also had uh
1: the green I, iphone 13 green iphone iphone
0: 13 which is a very i think that's a very nice i kind of uh, want i kinda yeah. want the green 13 <laughs> pro a nice i don't color. it's a i don't nice need color. to upgrade my phone though but it's a very nice green it's, it's a, it's a very although nice i would
1: one. say the midnight green from the 11 was better in my own opinion but still Green is a good color. And next up, we have the iPad Air, which is the same as the last one, but it has a M1 chip in
0: it. <laughs> yes, lots fun. I was I was not expecting them to put the fucking M1 in the iPad Air. I was I mean, we were all expecting an iPad Air update because it has been like what, like two years? Uh what year, since the last iPad update. Um uh, and I was, but I was not expecting them to put the M1 chip in here. I was expecting.
1: Do you know why I think they put that M1 chip in there, right? This is my hot take. Yeah, they're basically like, all these A15s need to go into the iPhone, right? Because we need to sell iPhones. And then they're like, well, do we have any leftover M1s? I guess we could just put it in there and downclock it or
0: something. So, uh, iPad Air uh, will have. Uh- so the, the design hasn't. The physical design hasn't changed. Uh, but it's fine because it just got a redesign. Right yeah, it the just last got a redesign. It it's a good. And I think it's a good design right now. Uh, the M1 chip, uh, which means it, it, the cellular, the LTE, the cellular model will have uh, 5G. If you if you do buy the cellular model, uh, you you do get uh, an improved front-facing camera, twelve uh, megapixel wide-angle camera, which means that you can do Apple's. Uh, Center stage feature for for FaceTime. Uh, they also update faster USB C. Okay, faster I mean, USB C.
1: You got US. So everyone, let's say let's say this together. It now has a USB C three point one Gen two port, which is um ten gigabit per second, which is actually good because I, I you know most people don't use their like a cable to transfer things off their iPhone, but do you know how fucking slow. The the port is for data. It's USB two, lightning. Right, lightning does not support USB three speeds on iPhones. So you know what? I will take faster connectivity.
0: What else is there? So there is the.
1: Uh... Uh, well, actually, I think we should complain about one thing about the iPad Air. So with the iPad Air, it should not start at sixty four gigabytes of storage. That is the one thing. The one problem with this is that I feel like one hundred twenty eight should be the baseline.
0: Yeah, I agree. To be to, I agree. At, at the same time, I know I I'm going to I'm going to be upgrading my 20 my third generation iPad Air, uh 2018 uh iPad Air. Uh to to for, to, to this one. Uh and I, I don't use it for any any like any there's nothing stored on it other than apps. Like a few apps that are installed. It's literally for streaming and Well, I know
1: you users as like a secondary device, but you know for a lot of folks I would say that you know an iPad Air, especially if an M1 is is like a good like you know primary computer for people who don't need like you know real computer things, right? For like you know you know younger folks might just do games or like you know web browsing and stuff, or people do like very light office work, right, or email.
0: Yeah, and somebody mentioned I think especially with games, right? And games are some of the iOS games could get pretty big, right? I think somebody mentioned that Genshin Impact is like sixteen gigabytes.
1: Genshin Impact will probably take up like a majority of the space on this. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And like, if you, if you download Gation Impact, that's a lot of storage space, right? And upgrading to the 256-gigabyte model means you're not too far off in cost from the 11-inch iPad Pro,
1: right? Which already starts at 256 gigabytes. Oh,
0: doesn't it start at 128? Does it? Look I'm pretty sure it starts at 128. Right? I thought it starts
1: up at uh um, I'm pretty sure it starts at 128. That, that's
0: the confusion here because that one starts at 128.
1: iPad Pro. So let's go to the specs of the iPad Pro. Oh, yeah. iPad Pro 11-inch starts at um 128 So let me see what the price of that is. So if we're going to buy an 11-inch iPad Pro, that starts at $800. And so this iPad Air with the $200.
0: Starts at $599. This, this iPad Air starts at $599. This is the same price. as The, 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 the price hasn't changed.
1: Oh, so... it's 749 Wait. So it's $50 more mm-hmm. to get the iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This means the iPad Pro is getting a price increase the next time they update it, doesn't it? <laughs> that's, what the, that's what that
0: means. Yes. Um. So so this is the this is the this is the weird thing here is that eleven iPad, inch iPad Pro, uh, w- the differences remain are the better uh the better screen right the one twenty hertz display uh, on the on the iPad Air. The also, but it's still
1: LCD, which is the weird
0: thing. Sure, too, right? it's but, not mini LED but, on the eleven inch. Yeah, you get you get the one twenty hertz uh, display right. So. Uh. But you do get, like, it's it's not, like, it's a, it's in a weird state. I feel like 11-inch iPad Pro is, like, sort of, feels like a product that shouldn't exist. It feels like, or if it, is, it does exist, it should be priced higher. Which which is what I think, you as you mentioned, will happen next time they update it. Uh, so, and, and now that both the iPad Air and the iPad Pros have the M1 chip, what do you think they're going to do with the iPad Pro when they update it? If yeah, they're
1: going to like put, put an in M2 in it, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I would imagine the next event would probably have like the new MacBook Air and they'll probably do an iPad Pro refresh, right? And they'll probably put mini LED in the iPad Pro. And at that point, I would imagine the iPad Pro would move up to $1,000 to start or like 850 right? Because Apple really likes doing a $200 price difference, right? Between the iPad models. Yes,
0: that's that is true. So this is 100 more, one, uh, like the iPad Air is $100 more than the iPad mini. And two hundred and seventy dollars, about the basic entry level iPad, at two hundred below the eleven inch iPad Pro, so, uh, so it is, it is, it's an interesting place. But it, at the same time, though, yeah. no one
1: needs an iPad Pro.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, other, if you're not Federico Vitici,
1: like, I you mean, know. people might want an iPad Pro. Like, you might want hundred and twenty hertz. But I mean, one hundred hertz is
0: nice. It is actually. You don't
1: it, need hundred twenty hertz, it, right? But, no, you don't. sixty it hertz nice. with low input latency is still fine.
0: So I, I think you, you know where the high, the high refresh rate display really helps is with pen input, uh, with the with the Apple Pencil. Uh, I, my my brother has an iPad iPad Pro, so he was ta- ta- I was talking to him about this, and he says like with the 120 hertz display, like this it's just smoother with the Apple Pencil. Uh,
1: but honestly, what people probably want though, like for actual digital designers and stuff, I would imagine they probably want like a bigger iPad Pro. Right. Like I could have, there's a case to be made for like a 15 inch iPad pro, right? Like a drawing table or something. If you like do like CAD work or whatever, right. And you're sketching all the time.
0: like a a surface. Yeah. Like a, or they could just
1: make a touchscreen Mac and have pencil support, but we, we, that's never going to (laughs) happen.
0: This comes in gray, uh, pink, blue, purple, and gold, silver. Purple's good. Um, I got the blue one, uh, because the blue, not the purple. I, I, I the the purple is very light, bro. I don't like how light the blue purple is. It's a little bit to be a little darker. Uh the blue I like the blue better. Uh and I prefer all my, like it, it, a lot of my stuff nowadays is is, is like dark bluish, light bluish, so it it matches. I uh, got the folio case with it, the blue folio case, so you know the folio case will match as well. Uh so I'm looking forward to getting this. I'm getting the uh, the iPad Air. Uh, when it comes on Friday. Uh, it Should come by Friday.
1: Uh, oh, and you can you can do a wired migration as well. I just realized because it's USB C now, you can just plug in a, an iPhone charger from your old iPad to your new one and do a wired one. Don't even have to do any oh. wireless backups.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's uh, that's cool. Actually, I will, I will try that. Actually, I never. I, I, know,
1: I know how much you love yourself. A good wired connection. <laughs>
0: god damn it. damn it god damn it i don't have to do it like i have to do it to see how it works like i've gotta do it god damn it i didn't even like i, I was i was just gonna let it restore for my cloud like I, I wasn't like i wasn't gonna like not i gotta do the wired option because of course i have to like why would
1: it's faster happens? usb speeds right and the ipad the ipads have always had usb 3 lighting so you won't be at usb 2 speeds i believe you should be at usb 3 okay I mean,
0: it's not like there's like really that much. It's just apps on it. So it's literally going to be so fast. Uh, so let's talk about Max. Uh, this is stuff we
1: actually care about. 50, how many minutes are we into the podcast? Now <laughs> the shit I actually want to talk about.
0: <laughs> I think we went a little long on the Cyberpunk segment, but that's fine. You know what happens?
1: You cut uh, my banter at the beginning for, for Cyberpunk, Jesus. and that, that hurts my feelings more than I think you
0: know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so we want to talk about the uh so which which one is up first? Uh
1: Let's the, get the display out of the way. Let's get the display okay, out of the let's way get the and display. then we'll end on the okay. Mac Studio. Okay.
0: Uh so Apple Studio Display, we have uh, uh, this, uh Apple will uh, has the Ars Technica headline says Apple will finally sell you a monitor that's not a just a monitor that's not $5,000. Uh it is uh, a 27 inch monitor, uh, supports 5k resolution, uh, brightness up to 600 nits. You can get it with the, the uh nano texture uh option, right? Which will let you uh, which it's anti glare basically, anti glare. Uh, it has a spe- six speakers sound system. Um, uh, it has <laughs> It has an a fifteen bionic in it a 13 it. oh, it's a 13 okay, so it has an a thirteen so that's where the, all the spare A 13 bionics are going uh so there's an a 13 uh, in it, which does like the which does center stage, i'm guessing uh it's just
1: yeah image signal processing for the camera um does spatial audio you know audio processing for the speakers, and I imagine is also driving the display because now, oh man i got let me pull up the display port spec. I don't know if you can do 5K on DisplayPort um, 1.4, whatever the current one is, right? I think you need to do, like, some kind of compression and stuff, right, with it. So I imagine it's, like, you also being used as a display controller. Yeah,
0: so it is, uh, it is, it is, uh, it is, uh, there is a chip in there, SOC in there. Uh, it has two-tone, uh, and also it has three USB-C ports on the back, which will let you charge at a full, what is it, 96 watts? Is it 96? 90?
1: 96 watts of power um, it can deliver. And it also does, um, you know, does data and all that, of course, too. Which I think makes sense, because with one Thunderbolt uh, or USB 4 link, right, you get 40 gigabits. So 10 gigabit per second for the video feed and you no know, audio and camera feed and then everything else just cut to the usb ports i think it's a right is a nice way to split up that bandwidth
0: yeah and you also get uh if you you get three stand op means uh, stand options right A uh, tilt adjustable stand uh a tilt and height adjustable stand and a vesa mount adapter right so depending on it which. is
1: hilarious to me that the vesa mount adapter is more expensive than having no stand i mean than having like the base stand you didn't know that Let me pull up up the prices here. It is... You you have to pay more to just get a VESA arm on the back of this monitor. Beautiful. Absolutely spectacular, right? So let's go ahead and order it now. Um, So standard glass, 1,600. Nano texture, 1,900. No, it's
0: the same price. Like, I'm looking... I mean, it is... It's
1: a oh, the, it the, the, oh oh my bad. It's a tilt and height adjustable one that costs more. Yeah,
0: the tilt and height adjust. So if you want to height adjust, if you want to have a stand that does height adjustable, you're gonna to have to pay more. Uh, with or
1: you can do what I do. Because my work computer is an iMac, right? One of my company gave me. I um, spent ten dollars on Amazon and got a little uh, adjustable uh, table. Let me send you a picture of it. Have I sent you a photo of this yet? Let me send you. A, I'll make it the. I'll make it the show art. So let me. Uh, or, actually, I don't think I can because there are some things that I do not want to be public that are on this computer.
0: Are they really ch- are they really charging, like, four, $500 for the tilted high, adjustable stand? Like, is that really? Jesus Christ.
1: All right, I just sent it to you in Telegram if you just want to take a look at it. Oh, you see, that's like a little uh, metal stand. Uh, that cost me $10. Oh,
0: that's clever. Also,
1: don't judge my cable management. I'm not judging anything.
0: But, uh... But th- I, I, they're really charging five hundred dollars for for a tilted height adjustable stand for a monitor.
1: Just uh, just buy the just buy a metal arm on Amazon. or or
0: or, or yeah, use the VESA mount adapter and get like an like a monitor arm, right? Like if you're gonna get,
1: yeah. Because the thing about this is you can't take change it after the fact, right? They're built with either VESA on it or the stand. You can't swap them. Oh my
0: god! So get the VESA mount. Is that is what I'm saying? Yeah, just get the VESA mount, and then you can use whichever VESA compatible, like like. A monitor arm, you want so you know, just just consider that. Um, so this is what everybody wanted, right? This is this is the monitor that everybody
1: wanted, yeah. This is the uh, this is not the me approved monitor, but if you're not into the bullshit, I am right because this is not mini LED, there's no, I mean, it'll it'll yes, it can map a Dolby Vision you know signal to it and Dolby Atmos, but it doesn't have like the true eight. HDR. It's not HD aren't, right? Like, you know, those 300 nit gaming monitors say HDR. We call those HD aren't because they're not really HDR, even though they can handle the signal. So, this can do some form of HDR, but it doesn't have the backlit zones for it, the contrast. I mean, but it's the same as like an iMac monitor. So, for regular people who are not me, this is fine. But if you are me, you know, you wanted that ProMotion, you wanted that um Dolby Vision full support, mini LED. So, I would say, and actually, too, honestly, for an Apple monitor, 1,600. While expensive, it's cheaper than I think any of us thought it would be. Yeah. it,
0: it is. Everybody was expecting this to be like $3,000. So, like, you know, like, cause it's relatively cheap, you know, Apple product-wise.
1: But you could also just buy a 24-inch iMac for $100 less. The good one.
0: Yeah, but then you could then buy the good buy an 24-inch an iMac, I-Mac for $100 less. <laughs> so, I don't know. Some people don't want to buy an iMac. Uh,
1: so, Although, one thing I want to say, though, we, before we move on to the next one, it's time for... Um, I like to call this corner uh, Chosa's Bullshit Video Adapter Shenanigans Corner. So the reason I did not buy this monitor is I do not know a good way to get an Xbox working with it. Because once again, it has Thunderbolt input, USB-C input only. And you might say to yourself, well, just get an HDMI to USB-C cable. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. So the reason that USB-C to HDMI cables are so cheap is that they're not doing active conversion. Basically they send a signal through what's called DisplayPort port alt mode. Please go back to our Nintendo Switch OLED episode where we went in depth on this. And basically it's either the computer or the output source that's doing the conversion, right? It's not the cable that does a conversion. So that's why it's cheap because it's not there's no need for like, you know, actual processing power to do so. But with this monitor, you need to put USB-C in and HDMI out, right? It is not there's no handoff on how the signal's being sent. So, what you would need is a, I believe, HDMI male to USB-C female adapter. Gendered port names are bad. Stop. Whoever does that, you're bad. But the problem is that needs to be actively converted. So, I went down into a rabbit hole of different cables. Um, And you might say to yourself, aren't the things like a retro Retro twink? No, Jesus. No, not the retro twink. There's a, for, you don't know what this is but the retro tank is something you can use to put a old video game console to hdmi it's like a little fpga oh i see a I different see. port okay okay yeah okay not the retro piece, oh, so i'm sure some of y'all listen that's the
0: episode that's the episode, that's the episode title yeah that's the episode title.
1: <laughs> but as far as i'm aware the retro tank does not support USB C output he's in theory I could, you know, use like a retro take because it, you know, like SCART and a bunch of other inputs and, you know, and output it. But it does not support USB-C output. So that's the problem there. So you can get active um, HDMI to USB-C cables. Um, The issue is is that they don't support 5K outputting cleanly. You get weird scaling issues. And they also need to be plugged into power and run really hot because they're doing an active conversion of a really high bandwidth signal. So because of the stickiness of this, I am sadly unable to buy one even though i totally would like i think this is this is a great monitor but
0: yeah this is a nice monitor but if i was if i was uh if i was in in the desktop mac ecosystem uh i would i would to- totally buy this because what else are you gonna buy honestly
1: like- or i mean i guess I could just have three monitors on my desk but then like i don't know that's just at that point, because I have my work computer right next to me, and, like, I would, it would get really, it started to get cramped, right?
0: No, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not really worth it. It's, uh, for you, specifically. Or
1: i just do Xbox Game Pass cloud gaming, which, I mean, hey, there's worse ways to live.
0: So, let's talk about the Mac, uh, that, is, this is supposed to be, like, I guess, uh, this is the, the ideal pairing for this display, is the Mac, the a new Mac in the lineup, uh, how long has it been since they've announced a completely new Mac in the lineup? Like, it's been a-
1: like a new desktop Mac, at least 20 years. Cause um, we had the 2004, 2005 when they did the Cube, right? Like, the, the last time they did the like g a-
0: G4 or was it a GG?
1: G- yeah. Cause you had the Power Macs, but those are, those used to be the MacBook Pro or Mac Pro, right? The cheese grater enclosures that just carried over through the current Mac Pro and the iMacs existed forever. So. Honestly, over twenty years, maybe twenty under twenty years, fifteen at most, maybe it's been a long fucking time since we just gotten a a box that's not a Mac Mini.
0: It's a lot. It's been a long, long fucking. T- we we got a box. We got a box. Uh, it is the Mac Studio. Uh, it is. Uh, it it looks like a Mac Mini if it had more height. Uh, it, it's actually like a aluminum. Uh, box like a square aluminum box uh and with the mac studio comes a new m1 series chip which is the m1 (sighs) the m1 ultra
1: while it's a bad name what what else would you have named it right what else would you have named it though the corner they backed themselves into
0: that's true i mean it's like m1 m1 pro m1 max m1
1: Ultra. Yeah, I mean I mean at least it's not M one I nine hundred zero KW.
0: That's true. I mean it could be Intel. We could we could be doing lakes instead. Um so so M one Ultra is two M one Maxes as taped together as the Ars Technica article puts it. Uh that's not actually it's not actually taped together. It is it is Using uh, I- a processor interconnect technology that Apple is calling Ultra Fusion. Uh which if for those of you who are in the world who of processors, uh you may have heard of a thing from AMD called Infinity Fabric, which let them scale their Threadripper CPUs, right? The AMD's Ryzen.
1: And their um AG is it AGP is what they're called? Or the um uh, the, the- the really cheap ones that have the GPU and CPU on the same die for um like uh desktop PCs like an IGP what they, like, called yeah the IGP is that what it's called like what's that kind of processor called I guess ones that have CPUs and GPUs built in together like
0: the uh that's it's like yeah it's uh, I mean it's IGP like the Intel IGP or the Apple Apple AMD, well, they call them APUs
1: yes the APUs that's it that's what I'm talking about yeah so they use the Infinity Fabric to put the GPUs together with the CPUs for um A and all of those
0: yeah so this is uh, so this is an interconnect technology where you connect these chips in a way uh, which which where you get the advantage of two of combining two chips, but without uh, as much of the disadvantage of the interconnect bottleneck. Right, like so, the interconnect between the two CPUs uh, is much much faster. Apple gave some ridiculous like amount like a number. I forgot what the number is. But they gave you, like, uh, a huge number for, for the sort of interconnect bandwidth between the two M1 Maxes here. This means that you get up to 20 cores of CPU uh, on up to 64 cores, of uh, 64 GPU cores, with up to 128 gigabytes of unified memory. Uh, because you're combining 64 and 64 right uh and you get 128 uh you get uh the Mac Studio itself uh has uh, uh I this is actually interesting to me, 10 gigabit ethernet even on uh, the base model even your, on the base model even on the base model which is i mean I I'm here for it preach
1: preach tell me why do i need 10 gigabit ethernet on a on a base model you don't, you uh. don't
0: you don't need it but <laughs> you don't need it. Oh, okay. You don't need it. <laughs> I mean, but okay,
1: you were so excited. I thought you had a valid use case for it.
0: No, okay. I mean, okay. I mean, if we could talk, I think the thing about ten gigabit, gigabit Ethernet is that for most people, one like one gigabit Ethernet is, is starting to reach its its sort of limit limitations, uh, especially with faster Wi-Fi standards coming into bear and you start connecting Wi-Fi access points at one gigabit, it starts to starts to bottleneck at certain points. So, but 10 gigabit is too much. So the 2.5 and 5 gigabit Ethernet standards are far more interesting to me personally. So 10 gigabit is not, I mean, 10 gigabit is useful for people who have, who are doing very big, very large file transfers from a network storage system. So if you have some sort of network storage system, like a NAS that is also connected at 10 gigabit, you have a 10 gigabit switching fabric, uh, a 10 gigabit switches, uh, like a 10 gigabit network, basically, 10 gigabit LAN. Then, this is this is the, this is the back for you because you, you, you're you gonna need you, you're gonna you're the kind of person that will need this 10 gigabit port. Uh, th- Thunderbolt 4, uh, you have four Thunderbolt 4 ports right on the back, right? Those are Thunderbolt 4 ports, right?
1: Yeah, it's all USB C Thunderbolt 4 on the back, and then on the front. On the M1 Ultra, there are two Thunderbolt, but on the M1 Max, there's two regular USB Cs.
0: Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, and there is uh, HDMI port. Uh, there is uh, two USB A ports on the back. Uh, there is uh, there is a what they call the Pro Audio, which is interesting because they specifically mention that you could drive high impedance headphones.
1: It's the same headphone jack as the new MacBook Pros, basically.
0: Is it? <laughs> is it okay? I was like, "Why did they specify like pro audio? Like, what does that mean? Like, does it mean like, like just high impedance? Uh, like, ability to drive high impedance headphones? Uh, I, I don't know. Why is know. this on the back though? Can we just pause yeah? Why is it on say, the back? Like, why is the headphone should, port on the it back? Be they put other
1: th- ports on the front. Why is the headphone port not on the front?
0: I think they said you could also use it for for a speaker, but in that case, usually with desktop system, just a Windows system. When you when you build desktop Windows system, there's a uh, usually, you can you can have port like a uh, audio port on the front and audio port on the back, so you have two audio audio like output ports, right?
1: Or or you yeah, they could just put two headphone jacks on this. It's really, I promise you, Apple, the the three point five millimeter headphone jacks will not be constraining bandwidth on this computer.
0: <laughs> no, it's slow. No, absolutely not. There's literally like a drop in the bucket for for these chips. So, like, I'm, I'm. It's weird. Like, they, I think it's more, meant meant more for people who want to connect like a, like a powered speaker system instead of a headphones. But you know, it's a little weird.
1: Or, or I mean, honestly, too, if you do have like, if you have this in a studio for you like producing music, you're probably you probably just leave the headphones plugged in all the time, right? You probably don't have your mixing headphones like removed.
0: Or oh, you have an interface, right? Like you have like an interface, like you have like a you know like one of those audio interfaces, right? That's you're not connecting it to the to the Mac's audio interface. You have your own interface that you you plugging in via USB A, right? And then you leave that plugged in all the time, and you plug in your headphones so and other audio equipment in into it. So you know, uh, I mean, it's not ter- it's not terrible. Uh, but if they could have put a port in the front, it would be fine. Uh, there is also a SD card uh, SDXC card slot in the front uh as they mentioned for people who do photos uh, and video transfer uh from 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 cameras. Uh I I like if I was if I was gonna go Mac desktop and buy a PS5 or something, I would buy this machine because I cannot find any fault with this machine. Like literally
1: The base model is thirty-two gigabytes, right? Like it starts at thirty-two gigabytes. Well, one complaint I would say is that base model should have a terabyte of storage. To to be honest, I, I think the base model should start with a terabyte. But outside of that, like I yeah. Like input, it's got ports, you know. It's got it's got enough memory. You got ports. It's got ten ten gigabit internet. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Maybe well, I think the the meta conversation to have here is this is really weird to see Apple putting out a pragmatic computer like this. Like this is this like we're looking at it like, yeah, this makes sense. You know, two grand for, you know, um, M1 max, you know, all of that in there, the amount of ports you get. Like, I mean, it's Apple, so it's a little more costly than normal, but that's not bad. But then it's just like, this is, this is, this is the anti-2016 MacBook Pro. You know what I mean? It really
0: is. It really is. It's like, this is, I, I think, I, I think on the Vergecast, the, message is like, Apple is giving everybody what they want. Like literally, like Apple is just giving everybody, you want, you want a desktop PC that is not the Mac Mini, uh, that you can plug in the monitor into that, you know, uh, here you go. Here you fucking go, nerds. Uh, have your, have at it. So, and, and they put a fucking ridiculous M1 Ultra that if you want to go max, like all in, you want to, you want to get 128, 128 gigabytes of, of RAM. Um. So, this this brings us to an interesting point in the in the in the transition to the M one uh, the M series like architecture is that there is as Apple mentioned at the end of this there is one Mac remaining that has not been updated to the M series chips, and they mentioned one, which means we need to talk about the twenty seven i IMA- twenty seven inch iMac is end of life. Uh so get, uh, the rest in peace to the uh twenty-seven inch iMac. Uh it Apple confirmed that it is indeed uh reached end of life and they are no longer selling it on the store. So uh the so there is the so the twenty-seven inch iMac is gone and the Mac Studio is like I'm guessing the replacement for the twenty-seven inch iMac with the Apple with the studio display. Uh so twenty-seven inch iMac is gone, and the only remaining Mac in the lineup that does not have an M series chip is the Mac Pro. And I'm I'm guessing at WWDC this year, they are going to announce uh M like a M2, right, for for the Mac Pro. Right. So the Mac Pro is gonna get updated with a new with a new news chip in the M series.
1: Yeah, and I imagine, too, the Mac Pro is going to have like some form of the M1 Ultra, but with four dies on it instead of two. Like That's that's probably how they're going to scale it, which would make sense, too, because then at that point, it would be comparable to the amounts of RAM that the M1 um, Ultra has, right? Because basically, this can go up to 128 gigabytes of RAM, which is a lot and comparable to 27-inch iMac, but the Mac Pro could always do as terabyte of RAM. So, I mean, it's not going to be a full terabyte, but what's a 128 times 4? Well, I can't do math. 128, so 256, uh, 512, 512. 512. 512. That'd be half a terabyte of, half RAM, which terabyte of RAM, with how the unified memory works on it is, I think, fine. You know, I think I think half a terabyte of RAM is fine, especially when it can all be used by the GPU, right? The other something we didn't talk about, where all of this RAM, right, like, you get 128 gigabytes of RAM, which for a CPU, like, well, you may be able to do that forever, but there is no GPU outside of a Quadro, right? Like, you're doing nvidia server side stuff that can have that much ram in it and with regards to the gpu side too i mean apple did their bullshit charts again where they said it's as powerful as a 3090 with less power load which i mean maybe po- maybe true but it's uh, these these are not gaming benchmarks firstly we should say that
0: this is not ga- this is not gaming i mean apple doesn't give a shit about it but i would be you know i'm
1: sure in specific apps that are built to support metal and that are built to support the multi sort of, you know, core architecture of M1. It probably is equivalent to a 3090. What is that though? It's not Rhino 3D. It's not AutoCAD. Final Cut? Um, you know, maybe Unreal Engine, like
0: maybe Adobe, maybe Adobe Apps, maybe some of the Pro like so Final Cut, I mean obviously Final Cut. Uh, like what like what else? Like uh, Logic? logic, you know, logic. I mean, logic
1: is a use GPU, right? I'm not so GPU. That's not yeah, I mean, uh,
0: like CPU wise logic and also like, I, I think Adobe Premiere supports M1, right? I actually don't know. If,
1: uh, no, it supports M1, but it's, it's, it's about, it's not just M1 support. It's about rebuilding how, you know. Oh, basically being multi-core, den-coders. not single-threaded. Right? Decoders. That's and the like, thing.
0: Okay. And, the, and the decoders, right? Like the. It is.
1: So with regards to this, I think it's specific apps that'll probably be as fast as the 3090. But this one, we definitely need testing on before I'm willing to say that claim's actually true. Still, though, I think the M1 Max for the Mac side of things is going to be plenty fast. But it is. Uh, this is a this is a computer, and I, I I will be upgrading to this. I should say, like I will be. I'm not going to be picking up one right now. Anyway, ship dates are slipping for a month, so. Doesn't even matter to put in an order right now, but I think in the summer I'll be upgrading, and the build I'm gonna get is I'm gonna do the base M1 Max because I don't need a better GPU, right? And I'm not spending two thousand dollars on the M1 Ultra. So M1 Max, of a ten core CPU, the twenty four core GPU, I think that's fine. Um, honestly, base amount of RAM, thirty two gigabytes. I don't. I don't think I need sixty four. <laughs>
0: right.
1: And I would be bumping it up to a one terabyte SSD, though.
0: That's, that's, I think that's the ideal storage. I think that's the ideal system. Like, if I was to get this machine, like, 32 gigs of RAM, one terabyte SSD storage is, is with on the base model, on the, on the Memo Max model of SKU is the ideal one for me as well. Like, if I was to, you know, buy this theoretically.
1: Right. Uh, and the thing is, too, that only comes out if I trade in my current Mac Mini and, um, and you know, without any other discounts, that only comes out to 1,800. That's, Pretty good, actually, which I mean is like that is that is a lot of money for a computer, yes, but considering I spent two thousand dollars on a Macbook pro in twenty eighteen that had eight gigabytes of RAM and a five hundred twelve gigabyte hard drive and had an intel i five in it with an i g p u is this the anti inflation no it's not the anti inflation computer but but that is actually like for a computer like. Not bad. I'm sure you could spec a PC. Well, actually, no. With a 3080, Uh, could you? I I think with GPU, you could spec a CPU. You could spec a computer without a GPU that's equivalent, but once you add a GPU into it, if you did DIY, it would actually, this would be a better deal than doing DIY a of GPUs right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, like, it is just like, so I think on the uh, Mac Studio page, I think you, you mentioned GPU apps, right? So Final Cut Pro, they're saying compressor. Uh Affinity Photo, uh Boris FX Sapphire 2022. I don't know what that is. Uh Maxon Cinema 4D, Blackmagic DaVinci Resolve. I know what DaVinci Resolve is. Uh DaVinci
1: Re- those are all video editing apps and stuff. Yeah. So like the apps that people also use, right? Like Rhino 3D, AutoCAD, those things, those don't really have full M1 support yet. Blender, I don't know if
0: people use Blender on Mac. They probably do.
1: Yeah, people use Blender on I Mac, think- it just got metal support oh, the other day. Okay,
0: oh, okay, that's, that's good. Uh, CPU-wise, you know, like Houdini, uh, Photoshop, Affinity uh, Photo. Like, it's like, this is, as the name is, name this named Mac Studio for a reason, right? Like, Studio in the name means that this is for people who do photo and video edit.
1: Like, production work, right? Like, I think this is a, like, if you do office work, get a, get a Mac Mini, right? But, like, for me, it's the reason I would get this too over, like, say, like, you know, like an M2 Mac Mini whenever that comes out is this has this has A enough ports for me and B the CPU side of it will make doing podcast editing faster, right? Like that's what I need. I just need faster CPUs. I need more cores right now to run you know plugins and stuff to make editing podcasts faster. Because my bottleneck is running VSTs, running some of the pre stuff to remove um you know background noise, all of that. That's always been the bottleneck on production and so just getting faster and more cores makes that a better process which is why you know i want to move up to this because um especially too as a sidebar but isotope rx recently got m1 yeah, support. And, oh my god <laughs> it's i shit you not so i recorded 192 k uh kilbit or now one ninety two hertz um whatever you know super high end audio files not because it makes sense for audio quality but because there's more data right for using the plugins so i record in the highest fidelity possible but because of that it usually takes like on on the macbook pro it took like an hour to run some plugins it took about like 40ish minutes half an hour with um it, the tools running in rosetta it's like 5 minutes now on m1 like 5 to 10 minutes depending on what i'm doing which is fucking outstanding <laughs> and goodness. adding more cores and more power to array right? like if it took 2 minutes to run my plugins on this computer I'd be happy because what it does to outside of saving me time is it lets me try out more things where because sometimes I like if I get a bad like result I'm like fuck I have to wait another hour to do this I'm just gonna keep it And you know if the if the audio quality thing is like you know hit fine whatever like but now I can go back I'm like oh let me try that again different you know tweak it a little bit and run that plug again to get better sound quality because now I'm not waiting an hour waiting a minute well fine I'll just go like get something to drink real quick
0: and come back and it's done you know. So, so we, it's just, I, it's weird. It's, it's, I think the Mac desktop is at a point where it hasn't been this interesting, you know, like it hasn't been this good. And it feels like a long ass time. I am
1: just. It's really weird for us to say that. I don't want to use the value word, but this is like, I can't like, if you're someone who's like, yeah, I do production work and stuff. And like your software runs on Mac OS and has M1 versions there's no part of me that says that that base model is a bad deal storage is the only thing but even then plug in a external hard drive problem solved right like plug it in an ssd if you need to, you know more later like i there's no part of that that i'm just like yeah you know yeah that you're gonna get hit because of x y or z like no like maybe noise therm- thermals and noise but this thing i don't know
0: no i i mean I- I don't. I think. I think the noise. I mean, that's that's the one thing that will we'll find out soon enough, as soon as people can review units and stuff. That what the, what what the noise on the fans is like. But I'm gonna guess it's not too loud. Uh, yeah,
1: because getting a 16 inch MacBook Pro right runs the same chip without it being. I mean, it it can get you know fans can spin up of course, but you don't have to. Yeah, you, know, you don't. It, it's not like disgustingly loud. So yeah, I mean, I'm. This is a. This is just a good Mac. Right? It's, like, just, it's just a good computer. This is a, this is a, this is a, it's a computer. Like, it's a good computer. It's, it's weird to say it, but <laughs> Apple is finally making a computer that I don't have complaints exactly.
0: about. Exactly. I don't, I, I literally cannot find anything that I want to complain about. Like literally, I can even, I can't even actually do my, my pet complaint of like, oh, it's one of ethernet or it's like, you know, shitty wifi or whatever.
1: Or too low RAM, right? You know, you always
0: like to be like, you know, no,
1: 32. You, you need to know that you need more RAM than to go about 32. You know what I mean? Like, you need a specific reason in mind, right? Like, say, for example, you're doing, like, Unreal Engine work. Yeah, probably go to 64 gigabytes if you're doing, like, some, you know, 3D rendering stuff. But you no know one needs more than 32 gigabytes of RAM right now.
0: Most people don't. I mean, it, it depends on the way you use. Like, it's very specific use cases where you're going above going above 32 gigabytes of ram usage uh like if you're using logic with like a ridiculous amount of vsts maybe like i
1: but you would know that right like you would know that and what i am curious though is that m1 ultra how are how do windows games run virtualized right because you're at the point you're at the point that it has enough power to still get probably decent performance even be in virtualization you know what i mean like even because the virtualization hit is there, there's probably enough headroom to still like at least play Overwatch at 60
0: FPS in in parallels. Oh my god, that that's that would be incredible. <laughs> uh, so I I think we can I can we can we can wrap our uh, this episode up with saying that this this Mac is just a good fucking computer. Like I cannot find any any downside with it. It is it is literally the Mac that everybody has been asking for, but ha- everybody has wanted for a while, that Apple finally got around to making, I feel like, I don't know, like 20 years. Uh, so... So here it is. I'm looking forward to reviews. Uh, I'm curious about like the noise levels on the on the on the, on the, ter- the thermals, on the on the fans that they have the fan system the thermal system they have. It's in very this.
1: funny too that the M1 Ultra version is two pounds more than the M1 Max because it goes from an aluminum heatsink to a copper heatsink. Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> Steve, get somebody. Get Steve. Get Steve on the line. <laughs> get Steve. <laughs> Man,
1: Johnny Ive's weeping right now. That's all I know. That's ports all I know. on
0: the front, bro. Yeah, ports on ports the front. Ports on the front. Johnny Ive. This is this is we post Johnny Ive era right now. Uh, and. Uh I I would love to know the like, thermal on Thermal like, like what, what, how hot is this like CPU running when it's maxed out, especially the M one ultra? Like what are the fan speeds?
1: I mean it's still still probably better than an Intel chip. Even if it runs a little bit hot. I think I think at this point, Apple's adverse to making computers that run hot because of how much they got burned, no pun intended, with the Intel ones, right? Yep. The i9s,
0: the i7s, like, the i9s right now, uh, the Alder Lake i9s, like, oof, boy, those are...
1: I'm pretty sure, like, the Apple thermal team is just, like, we're just we're going to go... Even if we don't need this much cooling, just fuck it. Just put it in there. Just put all the cooling in there. We're just not, we're it not in having there. these computers run hot just again. Just put all the
0: cooling in there. It's a bit... It's, some big fans in there so you know uh so we're 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 let's wrap this up this has been a longer than usual podcast but i think a pretty good one uh we we talked about cyberpunk and apple uh i'm sure uh, I, I don't think it's the bingo card i think cyberpunk is
1: well a- listen we, we gave you all the linux nerds what you want now it's time for some side dishes you know, y'all already ate. It's time for the
0: dessert. I don't know what that means. I, I don't I don't know what that means either. So as always, uh show notes on two dot com. Uh you can you can find the email there which is contact at two dot com. Let us know if you are buying a Mac Studio or uh if you're if you're like buying the like the this uh, the uh, the, the, student, the monitor if you're buying the display the display, or if you're buying the iPad Air like I am, let us know. And uh, you can find me on uh, Mastodon at PacketCat at ten forwardsocial uh, on my website SolidSave and and my new newsletter newsletter dot dot com. Uh, go subscribe. Uh Chosa, where do people find you on the on the internet?
1: How the fuck did you get the syndicator.com domain? How is that not taken? Can we pause for Syndica- a moment?
0: Synth, 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 S Y N T H I C oh, I thought they said syndicator. No, I did not. I, I did like, not get the syndicator. That would be ridiculous. I was uh, like, how is that
1: domain not taken? What yeah, no, a steal! No,
0: it's like a wordplay. You know, it's a music newsletter. It's so a yeah. synth syndicator. You know, like I made a. Word word joke. Um so you know. Anyways,
1: you can find me online at Chosafine at shooter dot xyz, uh dot website. Um I oh wait, did I renew that domain yet? Please don't if I didn't renew that domain, please don't buy it for yourself. Don't park my domain. Um and Chosafine on Twitter. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.